Thank you for joining me today. I'm Kathy Rhodes, and this is episode 107. I'm going to share with you today my experience from the latest conference that I attended a few weeks ago in Orlando, Florida. So we're going to think differently today about authors. I was able to connect with four, at least four different authors, actually many more, many more, but I'm going to talk about four of the authors that I was able to connect with when I was at the the Maxwell Leadership Conference in Orlando at the end of August. I am really excited, of course, because the first author that I always hear from when I'm at this conference is John Maxwell. He's written 86 books. He's on number 87, and we got to hear some little snippets from that book that'll come out next March. But of course, he's the first author that that I get to hear from, and I got to get my pictures taken with him. Always a fun thing to do. Um, but but here's here's one little tidbit that I got from him. I got to grab my cheat notes here because I don't want to I don't want to quote something wrong. It's so important. It was so dynamic for me. But he was talking about how we think will determine our success. Duh, I know this. All right, I teach and preach the thought cycle. But he really dove into how we think is going to determine our success. He talked about two different types of thinking. Shared thinking and sustained thinking. So shared thinking is when we we are thinking with other people. We're thinking with multiple minds. And when we have shared thinking, this is when we make ideas better. I have really good ideas, and so does my husband. He's a good idea haver guy. That's what we call him. He's a good idea haver guy. (laughs) But when we share a thought, a good idea that we have, it's amazing how much better other people can make it. Oh my goodness, even when we think we have all the T's crossed and the I's dotted, one little question or one little idea can make it a dynamic difference. I know when I was building my online program, You Have Superpowers online program. Have you checked it out yet, by the way? When I was building it, uh, and then I asked somebody to critique it and proof it, well, the first thing she saw was my lack of color in the program. And I thought, you know, white is clean. (laughs) No, we added some really beautiful blue and orange, and it looks so much better. One One little thought, one little observation took it to a whole new level. So shared thinking is one way that we think. Another is is sustained thinking. Now sustained thinking is when we think deeper into good thoughts. That's hard to do on my own. So I go back to shared thinking again. To think deeper into good thoughts, I need my coach to help me think deeper. I need my husband. I need people around me, people who are different thinkers than me, people who are like thinkers than me. But that's sustained thinking of thinking deeper into good thoughts, that's what makes our thinking powerful. So keep that in mind. How we think will determine our success. And there are different levels to our thoughts. Okay, so John Maxwell was the first author that I I connected with at the conference. The next author I love, I love Jeff Henderson. He wrote the book, Know What You're For. And I got to see him a few conferences ago and get my book autographed and just have a conversation. And then last conference, we were able to bless him with a gift from the field of dreams. Uh, So I just, I feel like I just have a special connection and, and it all started because of the content of his book. Well, I was on the phone with my husband. I was in the hallway. I was getting ready for the next 
piece of whatever I was doing. Everybody else was in session. So I was kind of skipping out a little bit. And then Jeff Henderson walks by with his bodyguard. Well, they're called handlers. Uh, and I know, I know who his handler was. Um, but I quickly grabbed Jeff and I was prepared. I was ready because I thought I'm taking his new book uh, next. It's next is the book. What to do next might be the full title. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. Um, but I, I had his new book ready and I had my friend's name, Sherry, on a post-it note on the front of the book because I thought, you know what? When I started reading it, I thought this book is for my friend, Sherry. I want Jeff to sign it. So I had her name ready to go. I had the book in my bag. I was ready. The only thing I didn't have on hand, or I, I had, but I had to dig for it, was a pen. I should have known. But it, it's okay. It's okay. I saw Jeff. I gave him a hug. I said, so good to hear you. It's good. So good to see you. Can I get your autograph in a book for my friend? He's like, sure. So he comes over. He's like, wow, look at you. How prepared. <laughs> I dug out a pen and he signed. And it was so sweet because he says, so tell me about Sherry. What's her story? Wow, really? I mean, just sign the book and get on with wherever you got to go was my thought, but he engaged and I so appreciate that. And it just reminds me of the the connection and the depth, just how important relationships are, right? How important relationships are. And we do have stories to go with everything. So thank you, Jeff, for making another experience for me and another learning lesson. And this is what it's about. It's about observing the observing these authors who are a lot like me and you. And, and seeing what they do that makes them great, because it's usually little pieces that make them awesome, that make them amazing. Okay, the next person, the next person that I was able to hear is Tim Elmore. Have you ever heard of Tim Elmore? Wow, he wrote a new book called A, a New Kind of Diversity. And it's not what you think. The full title, A New Kind of Diversity. Making the different generations on your team a competitive advantage. Well, I'm all about learning about generations, and I love teaching about generations. Actually, next week I'm teaching a generation class, and I'm using some of the content that I learned from Tim. Now, his book doesn't come out till October, so I don't have it in front of me to necessarily show you, and, and I can't get it quite yet, but he gave us some little tidbits that are in his book. Hmm. Good, good stuff. Here's the first thing he said. He said, our brains are like wet cement. So think about wet cement when you put your handprint in it or your puppy print in it, okay? Our, our brains are like that wet cement. We are more moldable in our early years. Then we get set in our ways. So what does that have to do with generations? Well, my grandparents were set in their ways. My parents are set in their ways. I'm set in my ways, but I wasn't always. And I remember being younger thinking, oh, grandma, oh, grandpa, oh, they're so set in their ways. They just can't see life differently. This is the world we're living in now. Well, now I'm that person. So um, how did that happen? And how did I get so set in my ways? Well, it's because of the wet cement happen <laughs> the wet cement happening up here in my brain. And we do, we just get set in our ways. And that makes it a challenge to relate to other generations. Well, the older people, like my age, are hiring. They're the HR managers. They're the, the, the managers of departments. They're hiring people into their department. And if they're hiring younger generations and they're so set in their ways, there might be conflict. Might not be getting along the way they actually could to make a productive environment. 
What if the younger generation is right in their processing and their thoughts? What if us who are set in our ways, who are concrete now, we're not wet cement, we're concrete. What if we're missing out on something? It was, it was this reminder. It was a reminder that, you know what? I need to uh, add a little water to my brain a little bit. Water down that, that cement so it's not so hardened and, and entertain the ideas of each generation. Now, there's a lot of other good stuff that I learned, and it's going to be in my class next week. But it'll be in a future podcast as well, because especially for Gen Z, the, the youngest generation. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Anyway, that'll be in the future. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, the last author that I want to talk about that I got to connect with at conference was Don Yeager. Don Yeager, uh, you may have heard or, or actually read some of his writings. He was a Sports Illustrated writer, and he's written a lot of books, partnered with many, many people you know, like Michael Orr. He's the, the football player from the movie Blindside. Uh, John Wooden, famous football coach, or I'm sorry, basketball coach from UCLA. Uh, Warwick Dunn, oh, fabulous book. Warwick Dunn is, is this quieter football player that has, has quite a story and has done some amazing things for our world. Uh, he's also, you know, been interactive with Michael Jordan. If you guys don't know who he is, go back to the nineties and, and watch basketball. That's what, who we named our son after was Michael Jordan, actually Jordan. <laughs> okay. But this is, this is what I got to do with, with Don Yeager. I was asked to introduce Don Yeager. So before every session at this conference, one of the John Maxwell certified team members is asked to introduce the next speaker. Last year in March, my husband got to introduce John Maxwell. So this time I was asked to introduce Don Yeager. What an honor, because when I'm asked to introduce somebody, I do a little stalking and I look them up everywhere. I look them up on Facebook, LinkedIn, Wikipedia. I Google them. I read. I was listening to a book that Don Yeager wrote with John Wooden. Uh, just everything that I can do to get a better understanding of who they really are so that I properly introduce them, right? And then I connected with Don and we were able to have a phone conversation. So I was able to ask my questions to truly, truly offer a, a good introduction. Well, then the morning of the introduction, I met him early in the room to, to meet face to face. And he said, hey, we have a change. We have a change in the introduction. We need you to, to say some things differently because of how we're going to lay out the, the presentation today. <laughs> awesome. Now, that's like a, a speaker's exciting, <laughs> exciting moment. Most times, many people feel like, what? I'm memorized. I'm scripted. I'm practiced. You can't change my two-minute introduction. But no, heck yeah, let's do it. Let's be improv. That This is what speakers do. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We did some practicing on stage and Don did some practicing. But then we, we just had some time to sit around the room before John Maxwell came in the room. And we were, we were both just, I was rewriting my script, my, my presentation, and he was doing some things. And it was really, really neat for me to just sit and watch a, a great speaker prepare. And you know what he does? Exactly what I've been taught to do my whole life. Exactly what Mrs. Chelmo taught me to do in English class in high school. Exactly what Roddy Galbraith teaches me to do to this day as he coaches me in my speaking abilities. Prepare. He writes things out. He practices out loud. He goes in a room and talks to himself for the duration of the presentation to, to get 
a feel of, of what's happening. And then he also caters the presentation to the audience. So he started asking me questions like, what do you think is the hardest challenge for the coaches in the room today? What do you think? And, and, and the, he knows our world, right? He knows our world, but he was getting into the heart of the people in the room. And the answers I was giving, those really, really astonished me because he just laughed. He's like, mm, yeah, that's my problem too. Or that's my challenge too. Like, like a challenge we have is our, our pricing, how to price things. And he's like, yeah, I, I struggle with that too. Or, or the confidence that we have as speakers is like, yeah, I, I struggle with that too. And I'm thinking, really? Really? You're like a thought leader with the Maxwell leadership team. But we're all in the same boat. And we're all people. It was so wonderful to just sit and, and watch and be in his presence. That was my biggest highlight of the whole week. Now, then he got speaking, and then his content started coming out. And, okay, that was pretty good, too. So I'm going to give you some tidbits. He talked about his interactions with Michael Jordan and Warwick Dunn. And, to be honest, I can't remember the others. Um, but, but he wrote a book, and I, I have it here. Where do I have it? Okay, so here's the book. Um, if you're watching on the YouTube or Facebook, the book is called Greatness. The 16, I got to read it. The 16 Characteristics of, of True Champions. And this is what his topic was about, okay? So it was about greatness. Of course, I bought the book, and it's signed by Don Yeager. Very exciting. Oh, by the way, you know the one thing that I didn't do when I had this time with Don? I didn't get a picture. But that's okay. That's okay. That's all good. Okay, but here, listen to this. Listen to some things that those greats do. Like, think of a Michael Jordan, okay? He's pretty popular. You know, even if you're not into sports, he's pretty well-known. The people who are great hate to lose more than they love to win. It's personal. It's personal for these people. They hate to lose. And he told some stories of how Michael Jordan hates to lose. Even though Don Yeager maybe didn't dunk, but he made a basket while Michael Jordan was guarding him. That's like a forever bragging rights for Don. But Michael Jordan hates to lose more than he likes to win. And it's like deep within him. That's what drives him to be great and to, to move toward his success. Wow, that, that's just deep. It's just deep. Here's another thing that the greats do. A loss is not a failure until it becomes an excuse. <laughs> a loss is not a failure until it becomes an excuse. How often have I lost and made it an excuse in my life? Oof. Oof. The things that make people great, it's not their physical abilities. And, and I thought, you know what, they're born with these great things and this is what they... No, you know what, here's, here's some threads of greatness. I'll just read these real quick. Greatness is available to all of us if we're willing to do common things uncommonly well like be consistent in the common things and then we become amazing and great at that simple task hmm here's the next one it's not about our physical aptitude i always thought it was it's about our mental emotional and spiritual discipline 
That's what makes us great. If you think about it, I watched the Packer game this past weekend because I'm a Packer fan. And I was watching little clips when um, Packers didn't do well. They lost. They didn't do well at all. And I was watching when they went to the sidelines when Aaron Rodgers was sitting on the sidelines after something that didn't go well. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Packers, and he's very good. Uh, But I thought, wow, here they got off to a bad start in the game, and it just didn't get better for them. They need a mental reboot. I mean, they've got such mind games going on. They're frustrated. Their emotions are acting up. All of this is hijacking. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks, and everything was being hijacked to the point that he he and his team couldn't perform well. It's not about physical aptitude. It's about emotional, mental, and spiritual. Okay. Okay, greatness requires proper nutrition. I'm like, yeah, go Don. I believe in this. So what kind of nutrition? What I read, what I listen to, who I talk to, what I watch. We didn't even talk about the food or drink we put in our mouth. (laughs) Oh, but we put so much powerful stuff into ourselves every day. So what kind of nutrition do you have today? Well, I think you're doing pretty good if you're listening to this podcast or this this video. (laughs) Okay, last one here. Last thread of greatness. They are continually growing themselves. That's, That's where I believe. Exactly. We are not done growing until the day we die. John Wooden said that. I just read it in his book. We're not done learning. We always have more we can learn. There's something we don't quite know. Whether it's something personal development or maybe it's a a new hobby, whatever it is. But we are great. We are great. We need to continue, continually develop ourselves, grow ourselves, learn, challenge ourselves. So there's some of my tidbits. That's my takeaways from the conference that I attended. Uh, next week we're gonna I'm gonna do another podcast about how I how I recap my content. My friend Lori asked me that question when we were on our way home from the conference. She's like, "What do you do with all your notes now? How do you digest everything?" I thought, "What a great question." So we'll share some tidbits with you next week on that topic. But for this week, I hope that I have challenged your thinking so that you're you're just that challenging your habits, your thought habits, so you're more efficient and fully empowered. Thank you so much for joining me. You guys be great today. We'll see you next week. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world-class. Please follow this podcast, visit our websites, and follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook. That's chef, like a cook, C-H-E-F. Be sure to share this with your friends. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.